Welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you from the Interaction Media studio in Morgantown. Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Every week we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and indeed across the country. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. We're glad you're tuning in on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And for those of you who are regulars, thank you guys for supporting our podcast as we're now in our third year running. We really appreciate that. You guys are awesome. When we first started this podcast project in 2017, one of the things we wanted to do was to encourage our listeners with these inspirational business stories. I see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day that a lot of people never hear about. My team at Interaction Media is working to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great career and business opportunities. They're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are really getting that done, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to visit with Ty Bullock and his company, Bullock Properties. Ty, are you ready to get down to business? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Ty, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast this week to share your story and get to know you a little bit. Ty Bullock, everyone, is the owner of Bullock Properties, located in Charleston, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Kanawha County. Growing up in a ghost town of Thurmond, West Virginia, inspired Ty to reverse the dilapidation of buildings in historic towns. And when I say ghost town... Thurmond, I don't mean that with any disrespect, Thurmond literally has a population of five. Not 500, not 5,000, five, according to the 2010 census. With dual degrees in accounting and business management, magna cum laude, a Juris Doctorate, and 15 years of construction experience, Ty has put himself to the task of preserving West Virginia history. As a raft guide, ski instructor, and a mountaineer, Ty makes the most of living in the Mountain State. Ty also serves on multiple nonprofit and advisory boards, including the West Virginia Small Business Development Center, the Mount Hope Historic Landmark Commission, and as a city councilman in, the, in his hometown of Thurmond, West Virginia. I invited Ty on the show today to talk about his company, to share his story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into his business in West Virginia. Ty, take a minute, film some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Sure, um, and thanks for uh, having me on. Right. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to, to speak with you. Sure um, thing. So, yeah, I was uh, um, born and raised in West Virginia, and um, uh, you know, growing up in a small coal town and just kind of seeing everything fall apart around us, I uh, kind of drove me as a younger man to uh, want to go into construction and... and um, you know, and try and uh, reverse some of those trends of what we see happening in, around the state. And um, so I started off working in the construction industry when I was about 14 and um, uh, just kind of worked my way up from there and, and um, uh, specialize in small business development, working with small businesses. Um, we, we physically create the space. We purchase the buildings, um, uh, find financing for it, create the space for the business owners and give them a key and say, um, 
just uh, go do your thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So, so Ty, talk a little bit about, uh, so you guys are doing uh, quite a bit of work in Elk City, if I believe that is the, the case in West Charleston area there in mm-hmm. Kanawha County, doing revitalization products projects. Can you t- talk a little bit about the specifics of what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Um, so uh, I'll give you an example. Our, our latest um, project was uh, building out a distillery, um, That's and that's that was a little bit different because it's our that's going to be within our um, uh, owned within our company. Yeah. It's called the Bullock Distillery, um, and it was a empty, dilapidated building. The roof had pretty much caved in on it, and um, so we purchased it, um, renovated it, and we hope to be in operation full operation by uh, second quarter of this of this coming year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've worked, we've helped about. 14 new businesses uh, be created in the area. And I think at last count, we were at 80 permanent jobs um, that, 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 that still exist and that, uh, that are ongoing and, and growing. And um, so uh, we, we, we use a lot of different methods to do this. Uh, you know, I have a general contractor's license and um, hmm. be, being an accountant and a business manager helps me in the day-to-day operations and the forecasting of the business being a attorney helps me write my own contracts, purchase agreements, um, understand the property law um, aspect of our business, and um, uh, you know it's just a really fulfilling thing. I I, uh, I I live just down the street from the Elk City Historic District, and I walk to work every day. Um, every day is something new and something different, and um, uh, I especially enjoy the the creative aspect of of everything we do. Yeah, absolutely. Ty, I believe I, I first heard about you and some of the work you're doing through Martin Jenkins. He's the CEO of Natural Capital Investment Fund. Uh, are, are you, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, uh, can you talk a little bit about how you work with, with that group? Yeah, absolutely. Um, NCIF is an incredible uh, group that, uh, they're based out of Shepherdstown, but they operate mm-hmm. um, and all over Appalachia, I believe. Yep. And um what what we've done with them, we kind of, without getting too technical, um, we we created a financial arrangement where um, you know oftentimes you need twenty percent down on a project to, uh, to and then you get the uh, other eighty percent financed. That's right. And yeah. mm-hmm. so for some of the that's the loan to value issue, as I call it, and some uh, some projects are just so large, um, you know, and I don't care to talk even specifics about certain things that we did a. Our first project with NCIF, it would have it was about a million dollar project, mm. and so we would have had to have at least two hundred thousand dollars in cash just kind of laying around. And uh, you know, being from a, a small coal town in West Virginia, we don't just kind of have that laying in our sock drawers. So, yeah, right. um, but we thought it was a worthy project, and we thought that we could make it happen and, and uh, make it uh, cash flow itself and get some businesses in this. It was an old empty Dollar General building, mm. so essentially we asked um, NCIF to purchase. The uh, to f- uh, finance the purchase agreement or uh, the purchase price, call it about two hundred thousand, and then we use a traditional bank to uh, lend to the remaining eight hundred thousand for the project, and um, NCIF subordinated its debt, its lien position, uh, below the bank, so that the bank, you know, uh, viewed got their twenty percent loan to value. Sometimes it's uh, non discretionary with larger banks, so. Um, that, that was kind of in a nutshell, our, our first um, arrangement with NCIF. Since then, we are right in the middle of another project with them, and we're working on a third one. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I had Martin on the 
on the podcast back in April of 2018, believe it or not. And, and so it's kind of cool to connect the dots here a couple, you know, a couple years later and some of the stuff that you yeah. guys are working on together. That's, that's super cool. And I really like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Ty, you know, talk a little bit about like, I always ask people, what's your 30 second pitch? So if you could just give us like in 30 seconds, what Bullock properties is, in other words, what is it that you tell, tell people that you do? Oh man, that's a good question. <laughs> It's tougher um, than you think, right? Yeah, yeah, right. We and and it's harder because we're such a vertically integrated company. Mm, yeah. We we perform the tasks so many companies within our company that it is kind of hard. Um, but essentially, what we do is um, uh, uh, people who have good ideas, people who want to start their own business, who want to forge their own future and work for themselves and create jobs. Um, oftentimes, uh, you know, don't, don't know how to get started or, or, you know, where, where's the first place to go? Do I get a brick and mortar? Do I start my LLC? Do I, um, you know, how, how does that, how does that first happen? So what we do is we kind of step in there and we say, Hey, why don't uh, you guys let us take care of, um, building the space out, finding the space, um, getting all the proper uh, uh, certifications for the space, depending on the type of business that you're in. We've done everything from a restaurant to a children's theater to a clothing store to, like I said, a distillery. And all of those have wildly different laws. So hmm. uh, our company sort of makes it easy and uh, helps those, those businesses kind of um, get up on their feet. And, uh, and, and we try and do so in a way that um, – that we, we have cost savings. I don't, I don't say cheap. I say inexpensive is how we do our work mm -hmm. um, because we are so vertically integrated. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we pass those savings along onto the tenants uh, so that we don't have to have exorbitant um, prices for, for our spaces. And that really helps businesses in the beginning. Um, yeah. and so that would be, that might be longer than 30 seconds, but I, th but I think that's about it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a great job. Great job of kind of distilling that down. And I think our listeners now have a better picture of what it is you do. And I think that's really cool. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of neat listening to you talk about that. Cause that's one of the, when I first started this podcast, you know, it was our pa it was a passion project of mine. Now it's become a whole, it's taken on a whole life of its own, so to speak, and mm -hmm. and uh, it's very similar. You know, trying to equip people to um, to be motivated and inspired to not leave the state of West Virginia and what you're doing there and in some of these um, areas of Charleston, uh, revitalizing them. I think is super awesome and uh and i just think that's a, a, just an inspiration in itself what you're doing what's the geographic market that you serve is it primarily 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 there in the charleston area Kanawha county or talk a little bit about that yeah um as far as uh um we we've you know i've worked with uh the restaurant we built out was books and brews and they were from from hurricane and they moved they pretty much moved their their business down here mm -hmm. um but my, our actual business uh, so we'll work with anybody from anywhere but we focus uh, i try and have an unofficial rule that if we can't physically carry our tools to the next building then uh then we're you know it's probably not ready for us just yet um yeah. so I, I really believe in density and mm -hmm. uh leveraging projects off of other projects mm -hmm. and uh you know not really getting scattered um, but that being said um i am very interested in uh in helping other um uh, and i think i've made almost every almost you know knock on wood i, I don't want to say that just yet but almost every mistake under the sun when it comes to at least projects of this size and, uh, and so I'd like to share that knowledge with other communities. We're working, uh, with among the historic land, uh, historic, uh, landmark commission with 
Mount Hope, and we're trying to get some uh, interesting things done with uh, our historic buildings there. That's just our, our neighbor town in Thurm, uh, uh, next to Thurman, West Virginia. Yeah, um, that's in Fayette, working with, Fayette County, right? Mm-hmm, yep, yep, and yep. right on the uh, right on the River Gorge. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, uh, we're also working with uh, me and my uh, historic tax credit consultants are uh, working with the city of Parkersburg and. Uh, um, and some nonprofits up there and region three council on, uh, writing and submitting an application for a, uh, historic, a commercial historic district for Parkersburg's downtown. They have a residential one, but, uh, not a, not a commercial one. So we're working on that as well. So hmm. I like to think that my, my, uh, my reaches to any community that, that, uh, you know, as, as little as jumping on a phone call or, you know, as, as, as much as I can possibly do to help, um, small business growth in West Virginia. That's awesome, man. Thank you. How many employees do you have? We have about eight right now. And we work with a lot of, um, subcontract contractors and subcontractors as well. Yeah, that's cool. Ty, what would you say is the best thing about being, uh, in business in West Virginia right now? Uh, the opportunity. There is so much opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe I'm too optimistic, but <laughs> when when uh, when people you know, when people point out the the problems that we have in West mm-hmm. Virginia, I see opportunities. You know, for di- mm-hmm. oppor- even if nothing else, opportunities for discussion, opportunities for um, analyzing what we could do differently, whether it's legislatively or changing people's minds about things or yeah. attracting businesses. Um, opportunity abounds in West Virginia. And if you don't see it, you're not, you're just not looking for it. And, or, and you're, uh, or you, you just need to maybe have a, a slight attitude change about what it is that you'd like to see happen. Exactly. Ty, when did you get started in this, in this business venture that you're in right now? Um, oh, so I was about, yeah. uh, I was about, actually I think I was about 13 and, uh, <laughs> and I, I, I was really involved awesome. in sports. Um, I played, uh, soccer and football, uh-huh. track, res- wrestling, and um, one summer, uh, my dad uh, helped me get a job on a construction crew on Charleston's West Side. And I, I didn't really think I was going to like construction so much, but um turned out I loved it. I love working with my hands. I like creating things. I like to uh, see my visions that I have about how things should look come to fruition. And I didn't know that I was going to like it that much. And um, so that was about, I'm 31 now, so that was about 16 or 17 years ago. And uh, I haven't really stopped since. Yeah. What's the, uh, what's, what would you say is the best business moment you've had so far? Um, you know, I was, I was, uh, thinking about this and if I could, could I start with uh, my worst business moment? Yeah. And, Cause I was yeah. going there next. So <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, they're actually both, they're related. Um, so okay, I, yeah. can, I think I can answer both of them. So probably one of the, uh, one of the worst moments as an entrepreneur that I've had, um, I had made an application to get a building on the historic register uh, where it formerly wasn't. Um, once we started getting into the building and doing some deconstruction, we started finding some really interesting historical components that were not evident until you had begun the demolition project or process. So as we began that, we started thinking, man, this, this building, which was originally thought to be from 1940, was at least 30 or 40 years uh, older than that, putting it within the period of significance for the surrounding districts that the surrounding district that, um, all the other buildings were listed on. Um, and so, so we made this application, uh, we were initially approved and then we got about halfway through the project and we got a letter from what they call the part two department in the department of interior in Washington, DC that uh, saying that 
uh, mistakes were made and that this was being denied. And um, we had we had begun the project thinking, um, I mean, begun the construction thinking that we would, uh, it was a historic building that we would, um, you know, it's obviously more, way more expensive to do things in a historic way than it is um, just to use modern cheap materials. Sure. So, um, so when we got that letter, I mean, my heart sunk <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, that was a big deal to us and it, it could have meant closing our doors um, potentially. So, uh, I stopped everything I was doing. I put, uh, my lawyer hat on and <laughs> I did a lot of, <laughs> did, did a lot of research on, um, on what the process of, of how things are, how do they get on the register? How are they revoked? Um, mm. once they are, once the intention is re- of notices, uh, to revoke is issued, what was the process after that? And so I spent about two weeks really delving into, um, the, the code of federal rules and, um, uh, and a lot of the uh, enabling legislation and, and regulations that attach to it, and um, so I think we made a pretty uh, compelling case to the uh, to the government that um, re- that re- re- revoking that uh, nomination and, and that uh, designation was both uh, procedurally and uh, substantively incorrect, um, and they uh, they agreed with my position afterwards. So. Uh, so there's my worst and best moment in, uh, in entrepreneurship. Awesome. What's the, uh, what's the one takeaway from that experience? Uh, the one takeaway is, is that you can always get slapped in the mouth when, mm-hmm. when you're least expecting it mm-hmm. uh, in business. And, and, um, you know, and I think the, if you, if you know that and, uh, and you just need to be ready to position and, uh, reposition yourself mm-hmm. and, um, and, and truck forward and, and do everything that you can to mitigate uh, those kind of risks. That's great. What a great story. I want to take a second, Ty, just to uh, mention our incredible sponsors for Positively West Virginia. And they are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these companies that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today, once again, is Ty Bullock with Bullock Properties based in Charleston, West Virginia. Ty, let's get back to it. What's the vision that you have for Bullock Properties long term? Um, that's a great question, too. I, I, uh, I, what I'd really like to see happen is our company working um, all over the state and uh, improving our downtown districts, creating jobs, increasing our tax base. Um, and so I, I see our company uh, just sort of uh, growing and, and you know, we're, we're training a younger generation of men uh, just the same way that, that I was trained by uh, older gentlemen who um, taught me, especially a lot of the older uh, historic methods of, of um, making trim, uh, carpentry skills, hmm. uh, things of that nature. And, and so I'd like to pass those things on that I learned, hmm. um, put these put these young men in the same position that, that I was put into and um, – you know, because you know, it takes a village and, and all of that. And I think that community growth and true community growth is as important, if not more important, than uh, um, physically, you know, changing buildings. It's it's really what are you what are you doing to improve the community? And so, mm. uh, you know, if if Bullock Properties is improving the community, then that's that's what I see as the future of Bullock Properties. Absolutely, and you bring up a good point. You know, these um, they're almost like lost 
skills, these lost arts, these trades that you're talking about, you know, these historic, Mm -hmm. you know, you think about like the way the buildings used to be and just listening to you talk about, you know, the cheaper, more modern materials, you know, when you're renovating Mm -hmm. a a historical building, there's a lot of craft involved with that. And what you're doing just to preserve some of that aspect of it's pretty cool too. And I, uh, I commend you for that. Ty, what's one of the, yeah, what's one of the biggest challenges you face in doing all that right now? Um, wow. I got to bust out the list. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no doubt. Um, You know, I think probably one of the biggest problems, um, that I face is, and it's not, and it's a, it's a good and a bad problem, but, um, I, I think that we can build anything that, uh, uh, anything that we set our minds to. And I think that we can finance it and we can do it in a, uh, in a sustainable way. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can find the right tenants and people who are ready to start their businesses, have good business ideas. And so, uh, you know, I think that that's one of the biggest challenges that we, we have is, um, is finding is, you know, I have a, I will say I have like a zero, uh, dollar marketing budget. So, you know, my Facebook is about the, uh, the only way that people and, and, and through going on awesome podcasts like this, mm-hmm. um, are the only ways that I can really reach out to people. And so my biggest challenge is kind of finding, you know, if I was doing a SWOT or, uh, like a Porter's five forces analysis, mm-hmm. um, it's my, um, it's my, uh, uh, my, my downstream suppliers, you know, it's who are, who are my, my clients for lack of a better term and, and yeah. how can I find them and how can, how can we strike a deal? And, hmm. Uh, um, so that's always been yeah. a, that's always been a real challenge. Um, yeah, that's that's a. But I enjoy it. It's good insight for sure, and you know I think that uh, you know you're onto something there as well. You know because uh, you know when you think about um, opportunities, you, you mentioned that word a couple of times in this interview, and 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 you know I, I see that too. But you got to also harness uh, the the opportunities, right, and and not be distracted by the distractions. I, you know, obviously mm-hmm. it's an obvious thing, right? You got to go, mm-hmm. you know, and everything sometimes mm-hmm. can look like an opportunity when indeed, you know, you're getting pulled in a, in a certain area. I always say without a clear vision, it's impossible to tell an opportunity from a distraction. And that's why, mm-hmm. you know, just sharing this vision that you have. And, and I love the idea of entrepreneurship. And I, I wanted to, you know, kind of ask you about that because obviously you're an entrepreneur and I love the fact that you've got this vertically integrated company and you've got all these different skills that's you personally you can swing a hammer uh you know you can you can you know you know understand law you're a lawyer you have an accounting background and business and uh mm-hmm. you know you've got all these facets of it and you got a team around you uh, you know i think my my what i'm going with that is i feel like there's a there's a real opportunity for entrepreneurs and risk takers and people don't you know i keep saying don't leave the state do something here you know, we, mm-hmm. we, not only do we need it as a state, but I feel like the, the future of West Virginia rests on the backs of entrepreneurship. And I almost Absolutely. feel like there's a, you know, I get the luxury and the, the opportunity, really, uh, the blessing to uh, talk to people like you around the state of West Virginia every single week. And I've been doing it for a couple of years now. And our team gets to hear these stories and people, you know, we're getting thousands of thousands mm-hmm. of uh, audiences and, you know, through our print distribution and everything. And I just love hearing these stories. It's so inspirational. And I feel like sometimes we get mired down maybe at the state level that we got to, you know, we have to attract the next Toyota motor company, which that would be great. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And all the downstream uh, businesses and suppliers that that brings. But entrepreneurship is really, mm-hmm. the, I think, is one of the keys 
not the mm-hmm. only one, but one of the keys. And I'd like to Absolutely. get your thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we always hear entre- uh, small business is the backbone of America. You hear yeah. it <laughs> almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's true. Statistically, uh, it's, it's very, very true. And um, I think what a lot of people don't, uh, don't realize is that how many resources there truly are in West Virginia to – um, to help them with their business ideas or with uh, growing their existing business. You know, there's mm-hmm. the West Virginia Small Business Development Center that um, uh, has business coaches that you can go talk to for free. And they're, you know, they're based all over the state. Um, there's, uh, there's regional councils that, uh, that, that, that can help with, with certain, certain issues that you're looking at. Um, mm-hmm. The WVU, uh, uh, there's the WVU um, small, I think it's the Entrepreneurship Clinic up at right. uh, WVU Law. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a lot of resources out there that um, that young entrepreneurs, anyone who has an idea, um, that can just kind of go and, and spitball, and it's per, it's perfectly okay to be told, uh, you know, I think you're not ready yet. You know, I think that that's, and I think a lot of people are, are can be concerned about that because mm-hmm. we, you know, people want to, um, people don't want to put their necks out there sometimes, and that's totally understandable. Yeah. Um, uh, Absolutely. But and then so I think that. Um, you know things like the I try and uh, I try and support small business in a lot of different ways. One of them is just, like just last week we did the semifinals at um, Fairmont State for the intercollegiate business plan competition. Awesome. So yeah, that's great. Just so great seeing all those young people with ideas and willing to put themselves out there and you know willing to risk rejection or or mm. you know it's just so encouraging to see all, and such great ideas um, too. I was just really proud of, uh, of all those kids. It, it, it was, uh, it was really something to see. Very cool. Break that down. If you could give one piece of advice to young people, uh, entrepreneurs in West Virginia, thinking about doing something, what would, what would that one thing that you would tell them as a, as a piece of advice? Um, I would say, and, and take this, uh, uh, you know, take this with a grain of salt now, but, um, get in over your head a little bit, you know, not, not too much of so that, you know, where, where you're going to get totally discouraged, but, I think it's okay to um, go ahead and if you know if you uh, if if you've considered it and you think you you know your your heart's in the right place and you think that you've got something you're onto something, take that first step. Um, you know it might sound almost cliche even, but you know take that first step. Do do something to start moving that in the right direction. It could just be a phone call to someone like me or someone that that you know that has a business and, and kind of start teasing out some some ideas and some mm-hmm. answers. Um, but it's, it's just kind of taking that first step and initiating it. Cause, um, you know, that's, that's the most important part. Absolutely. And there's so, um, honestly today it's so easy to start something, right? I mean, you could literally start a website or a Facebook page in a few minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. So I like, I like that advice. And, and, uh, Absolutely. I hear and, it all the time. People that started out as a side hustle and now they're, I mean, uh, you know, now they're doing this as their full-time job and they've got employees and everything. And that's what, I, that's one of the things I tell people too. And I, I appreciate where you're coming from. Just get started, do something, find mm-hmm. out if there actually is a need for what you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Solve a problem. Exactly. What, yep. <laughs> what is the problem that you're solving? You know, so I think yep. that's, I think yep. that's great. Uh, what's one thing that you do every day, Ty, that you think contributes to your success? Um, so, you know, I don't think there's a single day and I I don't think I have any control over this, but I think about my, my business all the time. Mm. Um, whether, you know, I I wake up in the morning thinking about it, I think about it going to bed. Um, and, and I'm trying to, and I think, you know, they say that subconsciously we actually work on 
issues that that aren't immediate to us at the time. Um, and so, you know, I can't, oftentimes I'll hit a roadblock and and I'll just kind of turn away from that issue for a day or two. And and I find myself thinking about this and that. And sometimes the answer was was an obvious one that I was missing because I was just looking at it so hard and I was so close to it. So, um, you know, I guess just, you know, being able to, uh, again, I don't know if that's a conscious or a subconscious thing to do, but, um, be, I think maybe setting some time aside for yourself where you can have that opportunity to think about your, your business and think about your issues and mm. not just be, um, reactionary at every turn, but, mm. but carefully considering, um, how you resolve certain issues. Yeah. Be proactive. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the seven habits of highly effective people, Dr. Stephen <laughs> Covey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of books, what's one book or podcast you'd recommend for aspiring business people, entrepreneurs? Um, great question. I, you know, um, I always said that if I taught a, uh, a leadership class or something along those lines, it would be uh, – I would, I would make required reading. Um, and I'm kind of a history – buff too, uh, or nerd, I guess would be the better term. Um, <laughs> but, uh, obviously through my line of work, but, um, there's a great book, uh, called the 10,000 by, uh, he's a, uh, a Greek general named Xenophon. And, uh, he leads, uh, he leads his army, uh, through 3000 miles of enemy territory and trials and tribulations. And he, mm. and he does so as sort of a democratically elected leader. And, um, and so some of the speeches he gives and just his attitude about um, leadership with people, accomplishing goals, um, setting those goals, accomplishing the goals, and working as a team to get those accomplished. Um, the book is, is incredible for, for outlining those things. So, awesome. uh, yeah, The, the 10,000 by Xenophon. Well, I, I can tell you that uh, I know for a fact that we've not had that as a recommendation yet. And uh, every, <laughs> every person that's been on this uh, podcast over the last two-plus years uh, we've taken the recommendations, and we have it on uh, PositivelyWV.com on the resources tab. We have all those books that have been recommended, and we'll make sure that the D10,000 will be on there. And uh, hopefully we'll have a link to Amazon, and people can just buy it right there with the click of the button. Great. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ty, we've covered a lot in this interview today. Is there anything else you'd like our listeners uh, to know about your story, your company? Um, no, I, I'd just like to reiterate, um, find those resources, take that first step if, if you're interested in business and, and, um, and I'm pretty easy to, to get a hold of too. My email yeah, is yeah. just, uh, ty.bullock at gmail.com. So anyone can feel free to reach out to me. This is my business. So I don't mind talking. You might have to get me to stop talking. Um, <laughs> reach out, so. <laughs> yeah, We'll make sure we have that email address uh, in the uh, show notes section. Do you have uh, a website or so any social media presence that we can put a link to as well? We actually don't. Um, we've, uh, we've been trying to do that for years, but we're also just kind of up to our, <laughs> up to our eyeballs and work lately. That, uh, <laughs> All right. Well, we'll make sure we get that email address out there. Ty, it's been a real honor to have you on the show today. I think what you're doing down there and not only in Charleston, but uh, in other areas of West Virginia is really great. And I would just encourage you to keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. It's been an honor to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, 
and Mylan as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing work all across the Mountain State, just like Ty Bullock and Bullock Properties in Charleston, West Virginia, and beyond. Our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know of would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. Of course, we appreciate all the comments and encouragement that we receive each week. And and thank you also for the reviews on uh, iTunes, on the podcast uh, section of Apple uh, iTunes. We really appreciate that as well. Of course, we encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels. Uh, if you're so able to do so as well. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.